The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. The Heather McCoy Show. 88.9 KCI FM in Irvine. This is The Heather McCoy Show. And um, this is um, this is Heather McCoy Show for 626 2012, and we uh, we have a very busy Monday or Tuesday morning. Later on in the show, we'll have part one of an interview I did with Mike Malloy. And then rounding out the hour, we have a report from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest with Robert Larson. But first, we're going to start with uh, this week in Stadium Debauchery with uh, blogger behind Phil the Schemes, Neil DeMouse. Welcome, Neil. Hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing this morning? It's all right. Yeah, it's a little uh, little cooler today than it's been in the past, so uh, nice break. Yeah, I like those mornings where you feel like you're in the middle of uh, meatballs when Bill Murray's waking up and it's like 40 below and you're kind of like creaking out of bed. So um, so uh, I guess I guess the first question we'll start off with today in today's segment is um, what the hell is happening with the Phoenix Coyotes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good, good question. Uh, basically, what happened is last week um, there was a court ruling saying that um, and it gets incredibly technical, but basically because of the way that the uh, Glendale City Council voted, um, it can't be considered. Uh, uh, to, you know, the Glendale Council voted to approve this new deal to give money to uh, to you know subsidize the Coyotes basically so that they stay in town. Um, they didn't vote with enough uh, with enough of a supermajority to make it. An emergency measure, and because it's not an emergency measure, um, they can bring a ref- people there can bring a referendum to try and overturn it. So now no one knows what's going to happen um, because you know there could be a referendum on the ballot. Um, it could lose. The NHL could decide, oh, we just don't want to go through all that, um, and you know the whole thing is up in the air. But you know this is the Phoenix Coyotes we're talking about <laughs> here. So um, anyone who's familiar with that knows that everything's been up in the air for years now. So. Um, it's nothing new. Well, the the uh, the jobbing arena uh, was built to kind of make that situation more stable. What happened to that? Uh, you know, the, what happened was that um, the you know owning a uh, uh, you know running a hockey franchise in the middle of Arizona <laughs> was not as brilliant as an idea as it was as they thought it was when they came up with it. You know, um, back in the nineties, and um, you know the team has not been a great draw. And, you know, in most businesses, when you're not doing well, you, I don't know, fire your CEO or, you know, figure another way of marketing yourself or try and figure out a way of, uh, of building a fan base. In the NHL, you uh, try and you sell your team and then go bankrupt in the, uh, and the league buys your team and then uh, you come back and ask for subsidies to try and make yourself profitable. What's amazing is, is this has all happened in June. Like, I think it was like June 9th or 8th, the city council voted for two to approve a 20-year lease and a $224 million uh, public subsidies in that lease. And yeah. then now the Goldwater Institute sued, sued, and then the judge, that was a pretty quick ruling. Yeah, I mean, well, everybody knew that this was coming down the pike, right? I mean, the, yeah. the Goldwater Institute, which is this big, you know, sort of conservative libertarian um, think tank, um, has been saying that they were going to sue as soon as there was a deal in place. So they were waiting for the council to vote. The council voted, and then they sued. And, yeah, uh, they, got, they got a ruling, at least on that part, pretty quickly. The rest of the suit is still pending. 
Um, but very quickly the judge said, well, okay, you know, you need a five to two vote, and you had a four to two vote, so that's not two, that's not more than two thirds. So therefore, this is an emergency. So therefore, um, you know, a referendum can go forward. So, um, you know, you would think that anybody would have been able to do the math on that beforehand and figure out this was going to happen, but um, I guess they hope that, you know, as often is the case, uh, judges would sort of turn, you know, turn a blind eye and say, well, you know, um, nobody really wants to open up that can of worms again. My favorite story about this in all these lines was in Detroit when uh, the Tigers were building the new stadium, you know, uh, 15 years ago, and... Um, the governor basically took a pot of money and gave it to the Tigers without asking the state legislature. And the, uh, a bunch of folks in Detroit sued and took it all the way up to, I believe, the state Supreme Court in Michigan, where the ruling was essentially, yeah, he shouldn't have done that, but we'll let it slide this time. Yeah, what was exactly the, the, the case? It also reminds me of is of the 49ers, where the voters voted on a referendum for about $400 million, and then the stadium costs went up to a billion. Oh, yeah, well, that happens all the time, is yeah. where you, you have the voters vote on one thing. It happened with the Padres in San Diego. Um, it went up by about you know, more than 50% after the, after the referendum in 98. Um, you know, that constantly happens as the terms of the deal change after the fact. Um, and people say, well, you know, you didn't actually get people to vote on that. And the response is inevitably, well, every time the terms of a deal change, we can't just go back to the voters. And yeah. Again. Yeah. So this this uh, this court decision by um, you know the the basically said that this wasn't an emergency initiative. Um, it's basically going to put Greg Jamison. Is he going to pull out of the ownership bid, assuming that he does get uh, private investors interested? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like he had you know people ready to uh, to finance him in the first place. So it's you know he he presumably is in no hurry. Um, I mean. I think it would be crazy for him to pull out just because, you know, it's almost July now. You know, he waits. He can wait till November, see what happens. If the if the referendum overturns this thing, he can bail then. Um, and if it doesn't, then he's you know back where he thought he was a few weeks ago. Um, but again, this is the Phoenix Coyotes we're talking about, and I am you know there have been plenty of other potential owners who have bailed. You know. Uh, Without even the threat of an imminent referendum, so yeah, um, the list I, is know, getting. I, I I don't even know what to to expect at this point. I keep expecting. I think everybody keeps expecting that the NHL is eventually going to pull the plug and say, "Okay, fine, you know this this was a bad idea. Um, you know, let's let the team go to Quebec or wherever, um, Seattle." Um, but uh, the uh, you know I think there's two things going on. One is that they have a big investment in trying to make this work because it's kind of with you know a keystone of their Sunbelt strategy, and they don't want to just abandon that because um, it makes them look bad. And then the other piece is if this thing does go through the, the subsidy deal, it's incredibly, incredibly lucrative for them, right? They've got a free arena, and then they're getting basically paid like $20 million a year to play in it. Um, how can you say no to that even if you know, it's only a chance of that happening? So I think they have to roll the dice on this. So do you think this is like a line in the sand? Because one of the weirdest things is you published a list of the biggest TV markets in the United States a few weeks ago, um, and Atlanta comes in ninth, and while well, Phoenix comes in at 13th, why does the NHL seem like it's trying a whole lot harder to keep the Coyotes in Glendale, Phoenix area when they just kind of let the Atlanta Thrashers go? 
Yeah, I'm, I don't know what their obsession is with, with Phoenix. Um, you know, Atlanta obviously had sort of had a team move once before, so I think it was always kind of considered not a great hockey market, but I don't know why anybody thinks that, that Phoenix is a fantastic hockey market either. Um, again, you know, it. I don't understand the NHL's logic. The other, the other piece, obviously, is that, you know, Glendale seems willing to keep throwing good money after bad, which, yeah. you know, Atlanta wasn't necessarily up for. So maybe it's just they figure, hey, you know, this may be a lousy market, but it's one that we can get somebody potentially to throw subsidies at if we can just clear these Goldwater people out of the way. Um, so, you know, maybe, again, maybe they're rolling the dice on that. I, I, I you know, I don't pretend to understand the NHL's logic here. Yeah, I, I think of it as this Gary Bettman's version of the domino theory that Lyndon Johnson had. You know, then, then <laughs> you know, it's like, then we're going to lose Nashville and Carolina and Florida. What's next? It's very possible. Um, you know, I mean, that, and, and Bettman has to consider it sort of part of his legacy, so I'm sure he's very defensive about it. But, um, you know, again, again, we don't know what the other alternatives are. You don't, you know, we don't know what um, Quebecor would pay for the Coyotes to move them to Quebec City. Um, so it's not necessarily like he has this incredibly lucrative other deal on the table. And then I mean, uh, Glendale's already notorious for uh, sports FCs going really wrong. I mean, they built the Dodgers and the White Sox new spring training facilities on the public dime, and uh, they have a pretty big uh, gaping public debt hole, right? Yeah, I mean, you really have to watch out for these sort of, like, you know, smaller cities, suburbs, suburb, you know, suburban uh, outlier cities, um, because they have this tendency to sort of say, okay, we're going to go in and steal the teams and, you know, get, get pro sports here and put ourselves on the map. Um, one of the other things that just has been in the news the last week is um, some of these suburban uh, towns that are building soccer stadiums. You've got Bridgeview up by Chicago and uh, Chester, Pennsylvania, which has the Philadelphia Union. Um, and, again, it was the same sort of thing. You know, we don't have much going on in our town, but, you know, we're going to be on the map with this, you know, $100 million or so soccer stadium. And... Amazingly, it hasn't worked out that well. You know, money has not suddenly started raining from the sky, um, and all the you know voters there are furious. There was one uh, uh, guy who was so mad. I think he started threatening a petition campaign or something. And the mayor of Bridgeview said, "I'll come to your house and talk to you about it." He said, "I don't want you in my house." <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's it's a real problem because you know, obviously there are you know, hundreds if not thousands of these suburbs in the country that could potentially be hosts. And it's really easy for teams to sort of shop around and play them off against each other and say, hey, you know, do you want to be, you know, on the map? Um, and all you got to do is find one mayor in one city council who's, who's uh, a sucker enough to fall for it. And there's plenty of those. Um, yep. Yep, yep, indeed. Yeah, but again, course. you only need one. You only need you one. Know? You only need one Glendale. Yeah. <laughs> sure there are plenty of other, you know, suburban mayors around there who are uh, around Phoenix who are sort of breathing a sigh of relief that they weren't the ones to go for this. Yeah, probably. Neil Navas is uh, uh, author of the Field of Schemes blog site found at fieldofschemes.com. Thank you for joining us for this week in Stadium Debauchery. <laughs> My pleasure. See you soon.